Welcome to the United Podcast. This is our part two conversation with Yap Stam. If you haven't heard part one already, go back, find last week's episode, you get the full first half of the conversation, and then you want to be here. Or if you've done it already, sorry for talking about it last week, you've already done it, so perfect. Here we go. This is part two of our conversation with Yap Stam. We were all sat down together in Zwolle in the Netherlands, and here's what happened. Let's talk about that season. I mean, you, I'm sure you get asked about it all the time or have been asked about it lots. Did you ever expect... Tell me, it's like every writer in the UK is writing something about this yeah. season or not. <laughs> Pretty much, because yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm getting so so many emails about I'm a writer and I'm writing about the treble season. I'm, th- I'm thinking like, really? did well, I already like yeah, spoke to you about this story? or not? Yeah. <laughs> well, we saved them a job. They can just use this. Okay. Did you expect your season to go anything like it did? No, never. Because obviously the club had missed out. Arsenal had won the double the season before. Mm-hmm. So I guess the focus was win that back or at the very least win the league again. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about did did we ever, and I don't, th- I don't think we had. Now it's uh, it's like in, in, in coaching for a coach that you say in the beginning of a, t- of a, of a season that you maybe have certain targets where you want to go to. As a top team, you always have a target of winning the league. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, did we ever had a meeting like that? I don't think we had. No. I don't think we had no. a meeting in the beginning of the season that, that Sir Alex said, Fergie said, okay, guys, listen up. This season, we've done this. Next season, we've done that. This season, we go for winning the the, the, the league, the the cup, Champions League. Uh, was it Carlington Cup or was it yeah. at the time? Yeah. Or whatever. I don't think we, we ever had. I, Do you I, think that's a measure of his expectation, though, and the expectation of the club that you didn't that didn't need to be said? Well, I, I think, and, and I always praised him for that as well, and, and that's one of his strongest points. Uh, I think in building building a team where he eventually wants to go to, and looking looking for players who have, of course, ability as a player, but also have the right mentality to uh, to do so. And 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 putting all these strong characters, knowing, and he knew that, mm-hmm. of course, and well, knowing that all these characters together, these strong characters together, you know, if if I can get the most out of them, I'm I'm certain we're going to be doing well. Not mm-hmm. saying that he was, of course, a hundred percent sure that he was going to be winning mm-hmm. certain things as a coach. You're never, but you always have a feeling by bringing in certain or by building a team that okay, you know, if if things are panning out, if things are working out, then there's a big chance that me we might. We uh, we might win something this uh, this season, and I think that that was that was his his feeling. But for me, going into into that first season, I I'm, I'm I'm coming from from Holland. You go into the big league, a very strong league. The um, the league by itself is like technically it's stronger, physically it's stronger. The pace of the game is much higher. So for me, there was a lot of things that I needed to get adjusted to. And that's why I'm saying the first couple of months were hard because I needed to to get adjusted to not only by, by living over there, um, living in a hotel for a couple of months in the beginning, but also being the most expensive defender at that time in the world. Uh, there's, there's of course pressure. You always read papers. In the beginning, you always find it interesting when you're young. At the end of the day, you learn about not reading anything because it's not interesting basically in what people are saying. But uh, you always do that. And so there's always pressure that you put on yourself as a player as well. Uh, and then if it's not working out, you know, you're, you're like going like this a little bit. And then of course you need to pick yourself up. And that's why 
knowing your plays and the mentality and what they're having and what to bring to it is so important that you know by you know being knocked down they're always trying to find a way to build themselves up and that's what he was looking for and that's why he had all these all, all us with the certain characters within this in this group that always wanted to win every game and then you can see us growing within the season and then eventually you know we start winning more and more and more games and and you know did you feel subconsciously obviously being the world's most expensive player did that play in your mind in any way in, did, in did the, you think you had to prove that you was yeah, worth that much money yeah i did i did because and i've you I've, changed I've, your game for that i've slightly, I've, I've, I've experienced it a little bit in the beginning of my in uh, my career as well in holland when i joined teams and and teams always paid quite a bit of money for myself yeah. over here as well and 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 every time people say yeah but we're not sure if he's going to make it we're not sure if he's going to make it it also sticks in your mind mm -hmm. and it also gave me a motivation to every time prove everybody wrong but it's in a way and that's why people say at the end of my did you enjoy your career not always I didn't always enjoy my career because you're always fighting against proving yourself to yeah. others that you're worth it and when I went to United yeah you you um, you know that they paid a lot of money for you back in the day. Um, you want to prove people wrong. You want to show yourself if it's not working out. Uh, you feel frustrated. You try to do other things. You're making more and more mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and then you, yeah, you, you go into talks uh, with, with the manager as well. And Sir Alex at that time, yeah, he gave me one good advice. He said, don't read the don't papers. Read the papers. <laughs> he said, we know what you can do. You know, the team believes in you, the players believe in you. I believe in you. We've seen you for like over a season in what you can bring. And we know what your quality is. Don't don't read what they're saying. And then, yeah, you start doing that. And and when, you, when you're doing that, you, you, you feel not relieved, but, you mm -hmm. know, you're not thinking about what other people's uh, opinions are and what they're saying, the whatever. And yeah. that's why sometimes now with all the social media, it becomes harder or people are making it harder for themselves by always responding by always mm. reading what's being said mm -hmm. um, I think the club can do a lot in that I think players can do a lot in that themselves as well by not always being that active on their uh, on that front as well you know so it makes it easier for them to perform mm. did you feel an expectation just talking about that price tag from your fellow teammates no no uh, I, I didn't but for myself, just on yourself, yeah. For myself, because I find it disappointing for myself if I'm not uh, bringing the level that I can do. So you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So I've, and that's what I've did, and that's what I've always done as as a player. Even my last game that I've I've been playing for Ajax, I always have the feeling that I needed to prove myself. And that's the thing that 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 yeah that that's maybe it's 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 a part of you in in how you are as a, as a person. Uh, it brings you to a certain level uh, where you eventually want to go to, and where, you, where yeah, and where you end up at the end of the day. But um, sometimes, yeah, you you're looking at other players and you're thinking, okay, you know, you made a mistake or you played a shitty game, and and he just he's just laughing it off, and he goes out and he's enjoying, mm. you, know, you know, life on uh, on the town and everything. And I wish I could do it. I'm mocking for a week until the next game or for a couple of days until I've played well that next game and then I feel a little bit more relieved. And that's, yeah, that's how it, how it goes as well. well. Sir Alex obviously saw in you that winning mentality. You talk about a dressing room full of characters. He'd obviously seen that in your character. 
winning things at Manchester United in your period there was just standard. <laughs> when when you think yeah. about it, you just it was just win, 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 win. It became oh, well, not became. Um, it, it's not like we. Um, it went automatically in, in winning these trophies. I think every season we had to work very hard to uh, to win these trophies that we won because there were other teams with ability, a lot of ability as well. And you need to understand that United is always the team to beat in in the world, but also in, uh, in, in, in the UK. Uh, everywhere we went, um, everybody is really fired up to play against United, to do well, to get a result against them. So, so you need to bring yeah, your A game every, every game that you're playing. And there's never time to relax. I remember the, the, the first season when we played uh, Southampton away at the Dell. Whatever I thought, and they were bottom of the league. And I, I was thinking, oh, hopefully it's going to be like an easy game. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of my hardest games that I needed to play because they played, you know, Letitia, but they had like a couple of big guys up front. So every game they, uh, every ball they played was like, they're launching it forward and there was like a battle in the air. And then yeah. he tried to pick up that ball, Letitia, and then he tried to like score and bend these balls over the top. You know, it was it was a tough game. It was a very hard game. And that, 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 really made me aware of what that league was uh, was all about and, and what you as a player what you need to bring to uh, yeah to the game to get out on uh, on top and that's if you look at players now from Holland going abroad there's not a lot of, lot of players anymore playing abroad who are like finding it easy to mm-hmm. uh, to perform at what point in that first season did you start thinking we might be onto something here because yeah I- from I think that was like after winter Going towards the end of the uh, going towards the end of the season, because, that, because then it starts growing that you're competing in every uh, you're competing in every competition, every game that you're playing. We we feel that um, that we're winning games. Um, everybody, well, then and then when it started with the Fergie time thing, yeah, like scoring towards the end of the game, always yeah. keeping it up. We always kept on pushing. We always went forward. Uh, we never gave in. Uh, that's if you look at certain games, well, you look at the final, you look at Juventus, uh, was it semi-final, Juventus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 2-0 down away, even even the home game, the draw, people after that game, people were saying, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat them over there. You know, so a lot of people said, yeah, I don't think they're going to be making it to the final. And then, you know, 2-0 down at the beginning of the game and we still won it and then go to the final. That was our mentality throughout the season. And, and, and you need to build it. But if you have the players, the characters, uh, the quality within that team and everything is, is blending together and, and the belief is there, of course, as well, then, then yeah, you can see that you, know, you can achieve great things. And that's what happened with us. Were you able to enjoy winning your first Premier League title and then winning the FA Cup? Because immediately after all of those things, you had another massive game of football. Yeah, I could at the time because I didn't play two of them because of my Achilles injury. So um, I, need, I needed to play a majority of games within the league and, and the cup games as well. Uh, my Achilles was getting worse and worse. And then uh, before a game, you, you're doing your warm up, uh, beginning of the warm up, 10 minutes, you know, it set, settles down and, uh, you know, you can play a game. Um, training, you're still training towards the end of the season. You're not training anymore. You're only having treatment, uh, even the warm ups for half an hour, you still feel pain and then you're still playing uh, after the last game I think was in the league uh, the manager asked me to st- 
to play, but um, certain games I, I couldn't play anymore because it was so so painful. Then we made a decision to say, okay, you know, we need to skip a couple of games. And uh, Tottenham was the last game, I believe. And, uh, I didn't uh, I didn't play that game because of. I the, think the first one where you actually stopped playing towards the end of the season was Leeds, Leeds away. Because I played, I came, I I started the game. You yeah, came, you came I, I start. It. I think I started the warm up. Yeah, but I. Uh, you couldn't get through the. I, I couldn't get through the warm no. up. Yeah. I was about, I think that was about six yeah. or seven games towards the end. And then, don't yeah. think you played then until the sec second half of the cup no. final, was it? Yeah, FA I think cup? so. Yeah, and afterwards, I don't know if I didn't play all the games, but I was out for a couple of games, yeah. yeah. And then and then, and then the, 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 I came on the FA Cup final, I came on last 15 minutes. That's right, yeah. yeah. And then I started the Champions League game again. Why did, was that... To give your to give you some action before the Champions League final, or was it just because it was the final we were two 0 up? No, it was because of the final as well. Yeah, and then uh, you know uh, we spoke about if it was possible if if, if the, the score line was like positive and mm -hmm. if I felt okay, then I was I was going to come on. Of course, if in, in in the mind of Sir Alex, of course, if he find it okay as well, and that's why he uh, he brought me on. And then yeah, that's that's. Was that a big thing for you, yeah, playing in the FA Cup final? Yeah, because everything was new for me in that season. So when you go, you used to, to watch the Cup final over here, FA Cup final. Was it a big thing over here as well? Yeah, it was big because it yeah. was it was broadcasted over here as well every mm -hmm. every every time. So it it was for me to reach it and to play on Wembley, yeah. old Wembley at the time to to be part of that. You know, I, I wanted to to play what was possible, mm. of course, because it's history in, in in doing so. So that that yeah, that gave me a great feeling to be at least be to be on the pitch for like a couple of minutes. You've talked, um, or you've played in some amazing teams in your career, and I know obviously 1999 was probably the most successful for everybody. But yeah. in terms of the the dressing room, was that the best camaraderie that you have experienced as a team in that year? Out of, out of all of your career? Yeah, it's, it's easy to say, yes, it was because you win all these trophies, but it, it, it actually was. I, I think in, um, if you look at all the players as an individual, um, personalities that they had, also the quality, um, how, how the group's been, been growing within the season. Uh, of course, sometimes you need to have a little bit of luck as well as a team, eh? because yeah, and sometimes you can say, yeah, you, you make your own luck, but sometimes you need it as well to give that extra bit of motivation for plays or for it for a team but yeah it was it was one of the best teams uh, that I've I've been been part of and not and teams not only on, on the pitch but also off the pitch because occasionally we arrange things as well to do for the team yeah. we went out uh, you know horse racing at times we went out to have a drink or have something to eat together which was uh, it was very very good as well and the atmosphere within that group was very positive mm. Positive, yeah, positive, hard positive at times, mm -hmm. but never, never negative to go to towards like staying negative, you know, negative in a way at times by, by, uh, by coaching, being, being hard and being tough on each other, just, just to perform. And that, that was a very, uh, very big, big thing within, within the, in that, that group. The other, of course, if you look at the other teams I've played with Lazio after when I left, of course, when I went to Lazio, that was a big team as well at that time. Um, and, and, and AC Milan as well of course you know because there were great players at that time over there as well and then you're playing also at that time with the best players uh, in the world uh, you get close you, you you lose the Champions League final we're not talking about that <laughs> but no. um, another game that you get very close to but yeah that's all that's also nice but it wasn't 
it wasn't the same as as it was at United, because and at Milan sometimes I was and and when I you develop yourself as a player during your your career um, from being at United these years you learn a lot in in how to work with players uh, what to say to players how to address players uh, and what you expect from players around you. Uh, you take that with you as a player and you do that in Italy as well or you want to do that and then you can see that cultures are totally different because when you do that with certain players in Italy even even very big players then they come afterwards you come to a yap can you please not do that to me again because I don't really <laughs> don't like it I don't like it or I can't handle it when you address me uh, like that Wow. So, uh, and that's what you at time need to learn then as well to, uh, yeah, okay, I, I'm not allowed to do it, but how then, how I'll do, do I do it? Yeah. Yeah. I need to do it then to get him uh, that perform, far so yeah. he can perform better or I can perform even better. So it's every time it's a learning curve for, uh, for yeah, as, as a player, but also when you go into coaching. It also helps you out, of course, then when you go into coaching and how to approach every player as an individual. Mm. Got to ask. Champions League final. What was it like to be involved in the build-up and then the game and then the celebrations? How was that experience for you? No, that's that's good because we we went by Concord, didn't we? Yeah. So that was nice. That yeah. was an experience. Then we uh, we had these nice new suits. Bex arranged these new suits with these wide. <laughs> How do you call them? Flares yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that was new for me as well. But it was it was you know it, it looked it looked quite good. And then uh, you go into you go to Barcelona and there's this whole build up to uh, to that to the big game. Uh, and the only thing that you can think about at that time is starting that game because you're there, you're training. You're speaking about it. You're thinking about it. Uh, the attention, the media is growing. The fans and more and more fans are coming over there as well. You can see that everybody is is uh, looking forward to it. You're talking to your family, friends. Um, you know, so so the whole build up is uh, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's, um, it's I won't say it makes you very nervous, but you can feel the tension in your body growing as well. Did you get nervous? Yeah, I get nervous. I get nervous before uh, I got nervous before a game, um, mm -hmm. not in a way that you can't talk or you can't play anymore. But um, yeah, you, you feel you feel the tension. Um, I, I think the majority of players. I don't know about you how you felt it, but majority of players feel something before a, a game, especially a big game like this. Yeah. But uh, some some players become very busy, talking more and more and more. Other players, for myself, I just want to sit there and then focused by myself uh, you don't pick up a lot of information anymore no. you always see that that before a game people start talking to you or still talking about certain tactics or whatever but you've got this thing in your head you know the thought about this game starting this game so you don't you don't get a lot of information or you don't pick it up anymore because because the tension is um how do you call it is it not overruling but it's it's yeah it's 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 there, and you just want to focus on uh, on on that game. You want to go out for the warm up. You want to prepare yourself as best as yeah as you can to start that game. But it's it's a great feeling, especially when you go to uh, to the now, uh, camp now, and and you get dressed and you go on the pitch and you see all these fans already like in there, and you smell the grass, you see the yeah. pitch, and and then you go before um, before the start, you go on the pitch and you see that it's it's packed with one hundred and ten thousand people or something like that. And everybody is cheering for uh, for the team. It's, it gives you a great feeling as a player that you're part of that. What's your What's your thoughts on the United fans? Obviously, you've got your, your, your song as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I had a... I, I Did you understand it at first? The song? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. In the beginning, I, I, I really <laughs> didn't. And people say, they're singing for you, they're singing your song. I said, what? So yeah, yeah. And then when they start singing it on the pitch, I was like... Taking a moment, like, it. okay, sing, and then, <laughs> and then, and then you hear it. No, it, it gives you also a, a feeling, a proud feeling as a player. Mm. And 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 I know that the fans are great. They're there for, I think, for maybe for every player, but the majority of players, they're they're uh, they're making a song for them. But um, I find it very special that the fans are doing it, and and, and, and still, and still, still every week, yeah. and they're still singing it. And uh, you know, so I, I so love when you them. when your kids listen to the game now, or they're watching the game, and you hear it going in the background. Oh, they they they, they love, love it. it. They love it, yeah, <laughs> and they know it as well. You know, and especially and now, of course, they're they're at a certain age. That they're saying, okay, Dad, why are you not going to work for United? I say, yeah, well, you know, if they come over, then then there's no problem. But they, don't, they just don't want me, so you can hear that song every every time. But it's uh, what no, do you th- what do you think so special about the United fans? Uh, I think I think they're um, they they know what the club's all about. Um, I think they they support them through everything, um, even when they're in a difficult difficult spell, like like the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. No, but they're still they're still there. They're still uh, sticking to the uh, to the club, uh, and I really admire them for for doing so as well. Um, and 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 I think that's a very important one because it's yeah. it's it's also about history. Yeah, I think as a club, if you come from a certain certain point and and and, and you're developing yourself as a club, you're growing, you're becoming one of the biggest clubs in the world. You're winning trophies. Um, the fans, of course, are growing with you as well, and it goes it's, it it goes from generation to generation. Yeah, and that makes it makes it so special as well for uh, to play for a club like like United. If if you're because you cannot take it for granted as a player to go over there and think, okay, it's one of these clubs that I'm playing for. You know these these people over there. You know it's like generations. They've been working their socks off to get a couple of pounds to pay for tickets and and give other things up, but to be part of this this club to uh, to support you as a uh, as, as a player. Uh, so I think yeah, you know, you you need to be very proud that you're uh, you're part of this this club and, mm-hmm. and 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 playing for them. And for myself, yeah, I had a good, a good relationship with them. I always admired them when I was there. Um, you know, coming out of the tunnel, coming on that pitch. People singing, uh, you know, uh, the the song gives you every time. It still does, even now when we play with the legend game. And you come out there, it still gives you, gives you a great feeling to be part of that. I just want to ask you, Yap, what you feel like you learned from your teammates in terms of character, personality. Did you take things? I know you went on to leave Manchester United just a couple of years after that treble. What did you take from your teammates, though? Um. Lots of people talk about how influential Roy Keane was, for example, or other players in the team. Yeah, what I've what I've learned um, learned from them is is like being developed as a as as a person and and as a player. But but um, most importantly for me as a player, in in what I need to perform better myself. Because uh, and we because we spoke about it a little bit before in in certain situations, but um, by being part of this team with these players uh, and, and how to address each other and, and and how to get the most out of each each uh, individual, I, I've learned that I uh, if I want to again do the same or if I still want to perform in 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 the, in the teams after that when I left United, uh, you, you need you need to. Um, 
you need to be, um, yeah, you need to come up, how do you say it, stick up for yourself, is it? Is it like this? Mm-hmm. You need to, yeah. yeah, you need to make sure that everybody around you is performing in a certain way so that you can perform well as well, so you can play well. And, and um, the thing, I didn't have that in Holland as much because it wasn't, I didn't need that in Holland because the league, there was Ajax, PSV, Feyenoord, and then the rest of the, the teams were like there. So yeah. it, it, it went automatically, you were, you were always the better team. So you really didn't didn't be on uh, you didn't need to be on, on on everybody's toes and at United I start learning to do that. So you change as a person as well because you need to uh, yeah you need to um, show yourself more. You need to man up more uh, and develop more as a, yeah as, as a player but also as a person to uh, yeah to to do everything for yourself so you can perform and uh, and that's what you you take from these years. It's a great learning school. Um, I, I bet you a lot of players now, if they would would have been in in that group, they would have been like uh, no, they would have had a very hard time to uh, to show themselves because they they cannot handle the the pressure of 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 the teammates putting putting on them, mm-hmm. and that's I think it, that's one of the most important lessons that I had over over there to uh, yeah to put to become or to end where I've become. Yeah. You've, we've we've no, talked okay. about your debut season and winning the treble and you said even now journalists are still writing to you to ask you about it which I guess is testament to the fact that it's the most successful English football club season ever yeah the following two years you only won the Premier League yeah. each season was that great was that disappointing it becomes this oh, it becomes it is disappointing because um, not saying that you go into the second season that you can automatically do the same. And you, you know, that that's not it because we knew uh, that if you go into the, the, the next season that everybody's looking uh, at you even more and more. So everybody pays more attention to you. Um, they start looking more at the individuals and, and what they're capable of. They're looking more at the team and what they can do. Um, so it becomes harder to uh, to repeat the same things. Uh, but we 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 try to. Um, we we still manage to uh, to win the league. Um, yeah, but we we didn't manage to uh, to get close to uh, to winning the Champions League again or to win the FA Cup every every time. But that's also how it goes in sports. That's also because other teams other teams are trying to improve themselves as well. Uh, they're bringing in uh, other players, different personnel, better players. So things for yourself as uh, for us at that time became harder as well to uh, to achieve. Now I must ask you yep, about one one incident in the Champions League. Inter Milan, Zamorano, oh, yeah, yeah. backing into you, yeah, and you just stood down. It's just like he just walked into a wall. <laughs> What's your mentality there? What's your, what are you thinking? Don't move. <laughs> no, well, yeah. Are you well, trying the, to the thing is, him? I, I was, you, you take up certain positions, and and as a centre back, you know as well, you take up certain positions that you're thinking, okay, this is my position, you know, yeah. and then if they lose the ball or they ping it forward, and I'm in this, I'm in the position, then I'm good. And 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 he came walking backwards. He was backing up, and I was standing there. So there's no no. You didn't even flinch, though. You didn't no, like buckle or nothing. There's no way that I'm going to be stepping aside and saying, <laughs> okay, you need to, you oh, you want to walk over here, so you can walk over here. I step aside for you. That's not how it is. So I stood there, and he just and he just backed up yeah. into me as well. So and he knew that I was standing there, of course, as well. So and he was looking at me like, 
yeah, no, that's that's how we go. And it's not it's not it's not about intimidating or whatever, but it's standing your ground. And it's about okay, this is our turf. Yeah. You know, you're here. You know, we uh, we are united. We need to win. And and I like that. I like so that. You're, you you're, you're facing this me. This is our turf, and, and, and this is it. Did you feel like? Did you think you were the best defender in the world? Did you have that confidence when you played? No, I, I didn't, because it's it's not it's not one man that makes you the best defender in the world. Because it's the teammates around you that help you in becoming the best defender in the world. Because uh, there's a, there's a simple example: why is Messi at Barcelona at that level, and why is Messi at this at Paris yeah. Saint Germain at this level? Why is it? Mm-hmm. It's the way of playing. Is it the players around him that approach him or giving in a certain way? If if I didn't have Maisie or Ronnie or Henning uh, next to me, and I didn't have Gary or I didn't have Dennis. Uh, alongside of me or I didn't have uh, Roy or Scalzi uh, or Butti or, or Bex uh, or Giggs in front of me whatever that make things they make certain things easier for, m- for myself as well to take up different positions to have a little bit more time uh, on the ball maybe to pick the right pass um, you know to, to, to uh, take up different positions so you can cover uh, the other a little bit more a little bit better in closing gaps yeah. you know it's uh, of course you need to have your ability and of course you need to have your 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 need to use your brain uh, you know when you, when you're playing as an individual you know that helps you out but if the, your teammates make you become a player of a certain statue uh, because I, I don't think it's it never happens uh, by a player by itself van Dijk of course everybody's talking about him of course now at, at Liverpool as well yeah he's, he's a great player whatever but what makes him play in a certain way if Salah or if if Mane uh, or the other ones in front are not like putting the pressure on the opposition at a certain pace, uh, if he, if they're not scoring all these goals because the opposition is afraid, so they're dropping in, they're dropping deep, whatever. So that gives him more time on the ball to give these passes, or they're pinging it forward, so it's easier to win that ball mm. with a header, whatever. Yeah, if you're every time in a situation that you need to do it by yourself, you're every time in one v one situations, your centre back or your full backs are taking up strange positions that you're always getting exposed. Nobody's going to say at the end of the season to you, yeah, he's the best defender in the world. Mm-hmm. All the pieces yeah. of the puzzle have to come together. Yeah, of course. At that Otherwise. It's, it's never going to happen. So yeah. my luck for that was, I'm not was, was, of course, that as well. That you know, because because of that, it helps you become a player of. A but you st- it's still from this is my opinion as someone who has not played the game at any kind of level. I think there's an enormous amount of modesty there because you still have to be brilliant with your team. It's also being brilliant to succeed. And I mean, if you you were at Maynard for three years. And your legacy at what is the biggest football club in the world is extraordinary. If you asked every Man United fan on the planet to name their all-time Man United starting eleven, I think comfortably over fifty percent would have you as a starting centre back. Yeah, but, I, but I'm, I'm not being overconfident. But I know I was one of the best defenders in the world because I know my ability. Mm-hmm. I know I can play on on the halfway line, one v one, over the all over the whole pitch. I know I can do it. There's not many defenders who can do that. Everybody's got his own quality and is in his own mm-hmm. uh, position. I know I can do that. But it's, it's, I, I need to have the other players around me as well that make it a little bit easier for myself to do so in making, making certain, uh, certain decisions. So you can, solve the, you can solve the problem. And of course, the quality needs to be there. You know, but, um, but my teammates help me out as well. And, what? and no, no. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what what qualities did you enjoy? Uh, did Maisie have that you enjoyed playing alongside? 
I think no, but I, 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 uh, verbally in in communication, Maisie was amazing mm-hmm. because uh, and he knows tactically in in how to uh, how to put the midfield players and also the back line in in, in the positions. And I, I think that was also one of his uh, st- strongest points as uh, as a player. I think he had a great pass. Uh, uh, you know, he was talking in the beginning about his passing. I think his, his passing was excellent. Also, the the way of the pass, accuracy of the pass as well is 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 uh, taking up his uh, tactically his positions was very good in reading the game because it's not all about reading uh, yourself your position. It's also about reading your position and in what they're doing. So, what is your striker going to do? How is he making his runs? What can you expect? Do you need to step in? You need to drop off a little bit more left to the right. The opposition, the centre back or the midfield plays from the opposition, reading them. Basically, you need to get into their heads. Okay, how is he going to pass? Where is he going to pass? You know, how is his body shape? A little bit more left to the right, so you can basically you, you can see. Okay, if he's going to be playing it over the top, that ball is is more or less going to be played in this position of the of the field. So if tactically, and that was he was that was Maisie's strength as well. You know, technically you can do that. You can see it, so you don't need to run every time. So without running a lot, you can pick up that position and pick up that ball, and then from there on you can you can go and and, uh, and play. So I think I think you know in 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 doing doing so, he was he was he was one of the best. He was he and 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 you know he was he was verbally in, in communication. He was better than and and better than me. And I was at that point when I joined United. It doesn't surprise me that sure. verbally he was good. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's a bit quiet now, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what to say. We're yeah. we're getting towards the end of our time with you. Okay. So the natural thing to do is to ask about your time ending at Manchester United. Yeah. It's something that we know very publicly. <laughs> so Alex Ferguson has said it's one of those things he regrets. But from your side of it, how did that feel? Because three years seems such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping to end my career over there, but it's like I said in the beginning, you don't always have the cho- have the choice. Yeah, I've I had the choice. I could have said I'm going to be staying because I just signed uh, also there a couple of years, a couple of months before I signed a new deal. <laughs> but now I had to leave. Well, I had to leave. I made the choice myself to leave because uh, how it went before. Because after the. Uh, Situation with my my Achilles coming back into um, you know not not being in into the shape that I was um, before when I when I came back. I think I think at the club, Sir Alex as well thought that you know we're not sure if he's going to go back to his old level again. Um, Lazio was at um, in Monaco for the Champions League meeting with all the clubs. Lazio, uh, well, they put an offer in even more than what they uh, what they. Yeah, paid me for at, at PSV after three years after winning everything, and and they accepted it. Um, we had a meet. I don't know if you know that Maisie as well. If you can remember that, but we had a meeting. I was in in the players committee. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, together with Keeney, Giggsy, Gary, and Bex, I think. Um, we spoke with I think we were with David Gill months before that. About uh, yeah, and and a little bit of information about the club, about us. They gave us information about how the club was, uh, yeah, where it stands. Um, they at that time they were talking about okay, they needed to do something within the club because they had like a like a gap in the budget. And then I remember in that conversation, at the end of the conversation, that we said jokingly like, well, just, just sell one of us, and it's no problem. And that was, uh, and, and, and we spoke about that just like never thinking about Joking nothing. Out. And then, uh, and then after that, 
uh, I, I, I was with the national team. Um, we had this book coming out head to head, uh, which was like not an autobiography. It was more of like a little bit of info, info about information about us as a team, about we how we, we you know we were together as a as a team within uh, you know within the club and. Uh, nothing special, basically. Uh, but I was, uh, it was sold, of course, to the Mirror, I believe it was, mm-hmm. like, the headlines. And I was in, uh, in the national team. We played at, at Tottenham uh, against uh, against England. And then they uh, they brought that from, on the Monday, I think on the Sunday, we went to U2, the, mm-hmm. uh, the concert. I don't know if you remember that. Everybody was invited. Yeah. Uh, on the Monday, I had to join up with the national team. Uh, the Monday morning, uh, the first uh, thing came out on the on the paper. There was a headline already that I was like, Gee, "What the hell's going on here?" I was like, "Tell my wife what's this." So I, I I phoned Sir Alex and he said like this, and then he said, "Well, don't worry about it." You know, it happened with my book as well, and and, yeah. and you know, that's you know, just go through it for a week or a couple of days, and then and then we go go from from scratch. But no, and I was I was happy at the time. So and then during these couple of days when I was in London, every day there was. There was something, and and I was, you know, I was starting to sweat more and more, and then uh, I could only think about this, what was written in the papers, and then uh, I think it was on the day of the game or the day before that Lynn phoned me, and they said, and she said, yeah, the gaffer wants to talk to you. You need to phone him back straight away. So and then I phoned him, and then he uh, threw the phone. He wasn't too happy. Uh, let me put it like this. So after the game, I played the game. On Thursday morning, eight o'clock, I said I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to uh, to the office. I want to talk to the manager. I went there. Uh, conversation was not very very nice. So I said, Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go back home. And then my agent phoned me in the in, in the in the car, and he said, Well, where are you? I'm in the car. We spoke to uh, Sir Alex, and yeah, well, he's going to call you back. They sold you. And uh, and that's uh, and that's how it, how it went. And then then I, I hang up the phone. Sir Alex phoned me. Where are you? I said, Well, I'm I'm here because I just left. Yeah. You, you know, I'm on my way back. And uh, he said, I'll stop over there. I'm uh, going to come to you. I want to talk to you. So he came in. He st- stepped into my car at Tesco's. And uh, and then he he told me that yeah they they agreed uh, to uh, to a fee that Lazio have uh, had offered. And how did you feel at that time? Well, that's why I left. Because he said he said that at that time he said that he's gonna he's gonna play West, yeah, and uh, they're gonna bring in somebody on a free transfer, Laurent Blanc, at that mm-hmm. time, and he's gonna play with him. I knew, of course, by myself that you know if I would be on the bench there after a while, then I would have been playing again. I was that, but uh, in how everything went, the whole situation, I didn't felt comfortable anymore. So I, and and he knew as well. He knew that. When he told me, because he knew me very well, Did that, when, uh, when he told me to say, "Okay, you're going to be on the bench," that uh-huh. I would, I would say, "Then I'm leaving because I, I want to play." Mm-hmm. And I think it was a day before our, before the deadline of playing uh, Champions League, before the clubs can can sign new players or put on, put them on the list. So, when Lazio was that team who had the most interest, and they put the offer in. There were other teams from Italy and Spain that said, "Yeah, but they wanted to wait for another week or so." And I'm saying, "No, I'm not going to wait anymore." So I told them, "Well, I'm going to have a look. If it's okay, then I might sign. If it's not okay, then I might come back." And then when I was over there, you know, the contract, everything seemed to be okay, and then I, uh, I agreed on uh, on the transfer. Is it true when you got to Rome, David Beckham phoned you? Yeah, and that was because he was trying to get you to stay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did it hurt you to leave yet? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Very much. I was very disappointed uh, at the time because, well, you know, I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Very good time. I loved the club. I loved the fans. And, and I was really uh, looking forward to be there an extra couple of years. But um, did, it, did it mean something that your teammates wanted you to stay? Yeah, it meant something um, because Bex was, was on the phone. I think Gary was probably there as well and, and, and Phil. And um, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it was it was good for me to to hear that the players were really involved and they, they wanted me to to stay. But for myself, I was I was hurt in my pride. And, um, you know, so I said that uh, I said, like, OK, I'm uh, I'm going to go. This is it. Did and that's that's sometimes how it how it goes. Did your relationship with Sir Alex uh, recover in the end? Yeah, because uh, the next time that I I saw him, that was when I went back to. No, I, I've I've seen him before because we played with AC Milan yeah. uh, against United at Old Trafford. I didn't play. I played in San Siro. Uh, I didn't spoke to Sir Alex at that time. Uh, after Milan, I went to Ajax. Then we had this tournament in uh, in uh, in Amsterdam before this. In the beginning of the season, you always have a tournament. Uh, United was taking part as well. We played over there before that tournament. The start, there's always a press conference with the coaches and the captains. I was captain of Ajax at that time, so there was going to be a moment that we were like, we're going to meet up and awkward. In the beginning, it was awkward because yeah. you can feel. You can feel there tension, was people yeah. looking and there's tension and, and uh, there was always this feeling that people were thinking, oh, what, what's going to happen mm. now if they see each other? And you're so many years, you know, down the, down the road after, after the thing, it happened. So, uh, and, and did you still feel aggrieved? You still felt like they were wrong to oh, the I'm, I'm still not happy about how the situation it, uh, uh, was. You know, thinking back now, um, going back on the story before, uh, about when I left, it was we, we had the national team game. I spoke to Sir Alex on the on the Thursday or whatever on the Monday. We played Blackburn the week after, and I wasn't involved in that particular game. And that's and after the Blackburn game, uh, everything went uh, when I spoke to yeah. when, I, when when he phoned me and everything. So, um, but um, yeah, it it. Um, it, it it hurts in 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 terms of yeah in, in how everything went and and because there's always I think there's a, there's a more easier solution and if if you're just honest to to players and if you're mm. just saying okay uh, yeah we need to sit down there's been a club they they put this offer on the table uh, we need to do something because of the club is in I don't know I don't know what um, you know we agreed upon on this we want to sell you because uh, money or because we think uh, you don't get back to your old self again or to your level okay you know I, I might enough. not agree yeah. but it's fair enough yeah. they can say that and that's why we, we we do it and then okay then I can I can say as well what I think mm. I cut you off so you were at the press conference with Sir Alex when you saw him again. Yeah. We all cut him off when he was at Tesco. I wanted to know what happened at Tesco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody just kept talking and still everybody was. No, but I was at Tesco at the petrol station over there and he stepped into my car and then he told me about the story about a club, uh, you know, uh, showing their interest and they made an offer. They, uh, they accepted it. Um, Wes was going to be playing. He said, I'm going to start with Wes, going to bring in somebody on a free transfer because they needed yeah. probably, they brought in Laurent Blanc. Uh, and yeah, then I, then I told him, yeah, but I'm not sure if I want to go, if I want to leave. 
He said, oh yeah, well, you can stay, but you're going to be on the bench. You're not going to be starting anymore. He said, so I said, well, I think about it. And it was only a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he left and then I went back home. And then of course, all everything, well, starts to, uh, starts to go off. And, uh, and then you need to, I needed to make a quick decision as well because of the, uh, the deadline for the, uh, for the Champions League. And Lazio. Is that a decision you would speak with your wife about at the time or your agent, or was that just my your mind was made up? No, my agent, but also my uh, my wife, mm-hmm. and because uh, she was making a life for herself, obviously in Manchester. Yeah, we 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 were just like we would like refurnishing the, uh, the the house. We were working on the house. We needed to, to to build something and stuff like this, and then there was new things ordered. So we we were really, that's very annoying. We were really proper like <laughs> like, like performing. Say, like, so what happened? Then? You're going. It's, but what about your wife? Yeah, no, but it's it's important because <laughs> yeah. you know you get your wife, you get your kids, um, you know you're starting a family, you're starting your long time career, hopefully over there, and it gets. The decisions are being made, and and that's and and I know. And now, when you go into coaching, you know as well decisions are being made. But uh, what's the best way to instruct your players if you want to make if you want to make a change? Were you worried about your Achilles yourself at that stage that you would maybe not get back to your best? No, and in, in in the beginning, of course, you, when you have an injury and you're out for a couple of months, you're always worried about how it's going to work out if you come back to your, to the same level especially if you're feeling or if you're training and you're playing your first game and you're feeling it, you don't have enough power or you're lacking a bit of pace or, you know, you're not as mobile as, as you were before. You're always asking these questions to yourself, mm-hmm. like, okay, is it going to come back? Is it going to be? But I think even after after my period at United when I was a Lazio, I think I even was a better player then, even even then than was when, when I was at United. Because of the development, what I had uh, eventually mm-hmm. from my from my years in the, in the UK, and and then of course going into uh, going into Italy, going getting to a certain age, you know that you that you need to be on your top around twenty eight, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, go on then. So press conference, you see Sir Alex again. <laughs> yeah, um, headlock. Well, you, <laughs> headlock and a couple of no. <laughs> Uh, no, but you, yeah, you, you, you're sitting there and, and, and you feel there's a little bit of tension and, and you know, everybody's watching Sir Alex, everybody's watching uh, watching me. First question is not going to be about the tournament. Yeah. First question is about, you know, about uh, to Sir Alex about, okay, how was it? Is How was it meeting up with the app again? And, and you know, first question about me, to me about Sir Alex, of course. And then you know, yeah, at that time, you're not going to go back into into what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know how it goes. Um, uh, everybody knows that decisions are being made. I told them then at that time at press conference as well. Um, of course, you're saying, okay, you're not happy about it, but it's uh, it's how it goes, how it was. Um, my time over there was was great. Uh, the years that I've been there, I also need to be very grateful to Sir Alex because, you know, he brought me there. He teached me a lot. Uh, working with him and the players, you know, um, I became one of the best players in the world. So I need to be grateful in a way as well. I, I, I cannot always think only about my uh, only about myself. And then, then you can feel when these answers are, are being given. You can feel that there's a little bit of relief with everybody. And then it's easier afterwards as well to shake each other's hand as well. What did it mean for you? Because obviously that's something that maybe even today still annoys you that you didn't get the time at United that you wanted. Yeah. How did it feel when you heard him say the that? The thing, the thing is there as well. They, they, they also could have bought me back a year after. They didn't do that as well. Uh, that was, was that in their contract? <laughs> no, no. But 
<laughs> yeah, the, the the thing is always there. They could always put, could have paid yeah. more and more to buy yeah. me back yeah. as well. No, but that that's how it goes. And and you know you you, you can be uh, you know choices are being made, decisions are being made. Uh, you you cannot as a player you cannot yeah you can you can say in the most ideal way you can say okay I want to start here or I need to start there I want to hopefully hopefully I want to end up there by making certain steps you know and and then hopefully end up in in this uh, at that level and that's what happened to me and and yeah of, yeah you can say yeah you know yeah I feel it, I'm very annoyed by not having my time or 10 years at United but it's it's how it is you know I had a great time at Lazio as well I had a great time at AC Milan as well I enjoyed my time over there as well different cultures in what I like as well you learn an, an, another language um so I, I was very happy at that time over there as well and it is it, it goes yeah it goes how it how it is yeah there can't be very many players maybe you can help me out here, that leave United and go on to play better football, as you um, describe it, than what they did at Manchester United. Ronaldo, obviously, is probably one of I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not saying personally that I'm, I've played or, or as a team the other teams we play better football. I'm, no, but you feel like yourself. I feel yeah. as a player, I feel as an individual that I, yeah, I became it's quite an unusual situation. I became though, even it? stronger yeah. afterwards. And that's maybe because of the things, my experience at the club in all the years that mm -hmm. I've played there as a player, mm -hmm. but also all the experiences that happen to you as a person. You become stronger as a person as well because you get, yeah, you get knocked out, knocked down, and you need to stand up again. Yeah. You need to show mm -hmm. yourself again, and and that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. I felt like this is one of those podcasts where I think we could sit here for hours and hours just asking different questions and picking apart little moments of your career but I imagine you have things to do uh, next up is punditry right yeah it is yeah I've done that in in, uh, in in the past when I stopped playing football then of course well you know we, we spoke about coaching now they've asked me again and when I'm when I'm not in, into coaching I like doing that as well I like to talk a little bit about football I like to talk a little bit about tactics um, you know so uh, and when, I think we've got a legend game coming up as well so yeah, yes. uh, yeah so, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully in the near future, maybe. Will the two maybe. of you be playing together at the back? <sighs> Not sure. I don't know. That. Not sure. About that. <laughs> Too bad, Achilles. Yeah, How yeah, bad maybe, can maybe, this go? Maybe you play six at the back now. You never know what happens. Yeah, but if you could take you back to one game, you could relive for United. It's uh, a difficult one, that. Leicester away. I haven't even mentioned that goal. My goal, my only goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was I a great goal, wasn't it? it? <laughs> the one as the league. No. Oh, I, th I don't know. I find that hard. Yeah. I find it hard to, to pick up one game to relive again. In your career? My Champions League final in Milan. Yeah. There's always, there's always the, the things that are going well or the, uh, and that, that's, and I think that's, I think, I think that you are a little bit the same as well. The things that are going well that you have achieved, you don't think about no. back too often. The things that are not going well, you think about. So if, if people ask me about the Champions League final, I'm always thinking about the one that I lost, yeah. that you're so close to winning again, than the one that we won with United. But mm. two, of, two of them were like the two most extraordinary games in, 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 in the history of Champions League football, the two finals. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Like you, what, a, what a pair of Champions League finals to have played in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and when you're so close, when you're 3-0 up at half time, Cruising. Against the team... That, that's been a big rival. Well, it is, still is. It's always a big rival. How did, how did you find that rivalry against Liverpool? Yeah, it's good because it, even when I joined United a week before I went over there, somebody over here, an agent, 
asked me to have a, have a talk with him because Liverpool wanted to sign me at that time. So the rivalry is in everything. It already started then, mm-hmm. but it's uh, no, but it's 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 it, it's nice. These Did you feel it was always something different against Liverpool? Yeah, you you, you feel the build up towards it. Yeah, you already uh, even when you've got one or two games before other mm-hmm. games, you you feel that people already start talking about this particular game. And that's that's um, as as a player, as a player, you always have, and every player says that because sometimes you need to give the political correct answers as well. You're always saying yeah, no, we don't think about it. There's always these two games before, yeah. but you but in in your head you're always thinking about it because people talk to you about it. You're thinking about mm-hmm. it. Everybody's thinking about the rivalry. Everybody's thinking about we need to win this particular game. We need to do well against them. So it's the whole build-up towards it and these games are great. And that's Liverpool, that's Arsenal. That time, yeah, Arsenal, that yeah, time was like one of the best teams as well. Mm-hmm. So these are always big games. And then especially when you go after these games, well, before the games where you go in, go into the tunnel, well, you know, as well. And then how the approach was then and how the approach is now yeah. between teams, it's, 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 a, it's a, well, it's a total difference, isn't it? It's a total yeah, difference. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Paul. Thanks for me as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you. What a great talker. I feel like I've just been in some sort of football masterclass. Yeah, but also like like motivational. Yeah. Like his ethos around the team and the spirit and the building of that team and spirit was just wonderful to listen to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so interesting, wasn't he? Yeah, Maisie, on the other hand, you and I have had that little learning experience. Maisie's just been getting an ego boost for the last two hours. Well, I know, I should have stopped asking those questions, when, uh, really, shouldn't I? You know, yeah. Probably one of the best players in the world. Says you're all right. Well, you did yeah, say no, he was in. No, 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 hang on, you started by saying he was top two, then you moved to three, then you ended up with five? Yeah, you named loads. <laughs> no, I never said five. Uh, you, you, did. You, you named four, though. You went top two, a three, and then <laughs> oh, named oh, four. Right, yeah. Tasker, just delete that. Compared to what he said about you, Maisie, I think you should yeah. run after him now and say, listen, you're my number one. What I was saying is, <laughs> is that you look over the last 25 years of the best players, centre-halves, he'd be the top four. It's too late, mate, he's gone. Oh, he said <laughs> <it again. laughs> I don't know who would the fifth be. Top three, anyway. Yeah, but he was great, wasn't he? Really, really good. So interesting. Every word you were just hanging on. Yeah, because yeah. he, he seemed to... It's not cliches, is it? No, he, he was thinking about his answers he was giving them. Yeah. And you could sort of see that. In a different language, which just yeah. baffles When he me described too. the start of the Champions League final and he said about, you know, walking out onto the pitch and you could smell the grass, I like... I was so there with him. Obviously, I've not walked out onto the pitch in a Champions League final. But when you see it and you feel the occasion and you're watching on the telly and you see the floodlights hitting the shirt and the, uh, just that moment. And to speak to someone who was in it, just describing it, it was amazing. I love how he kept calling it turf. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. That was nice too. <laughs> Sorry, just because you said that. And yeah. I thought, yeah, I love when he... Just a class act, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Just great. a class act. I thought, you know, the stuff about Sir Alex and stuff, how he left the club. Thought that was that was really interesting. That got we, messy that bit, didn't it? We got we, there's just so much to unpick. So much to unpick, and we were we were trying to. And we we also knew we only had a limited amount of time, and 
it's you know, it'd be easier for him if he was just allowed to give the answer that he's giving. But if you don't jump in on those moments well, and try no, and get the tangents... Well, no, he was giving the answer, but you guys kept asking more questions. But if you don't, you don't get more answers. Well, you will we if you to, just stop and listen. We felt... <laughs> we, we, were trying to, we were trying to get every nugget from that story. But his, his attitude towards it is fascinating because obviously he, like, it's so clear that even now he's, he maybe regrets that he left. What I really liked about is his attitude to playing and having that squad mentality, that player mentality, that you can have a go at people and you don't take it personal. I think that's lost in the in today's game. Not just today's game. It sounds like maybe that was a pretty uh, exclusive thing that you had at that time because he talked about being AC Milan, a huge European club, only a few years later. Yeah. And he said, didn't he say senior players came and said to him, please don't talk to me like that. So it's not, I guess not. Yeah, but there wasn't players there from Gorton, from yeah, Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, it was a, I guess it's a, a very specific thing that you did as a team. But I think, I think the mentality of that squad was to win at all costs. And if it's having a go at your teammate, it's nothing ever, nothing ever got personal. It was for one thing and one thing only. And that was to win the game. Well, it worked, didn't it? Did it well? So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was absolutely top. Draw. I also feel like we've had a bit of an exclusive there because it's not very often he does interviews. In fact, he said he's never done a podcast about his life. That's an exclusive. Exclusive. And all those journalists that keep sending him emails, you're welcome. You can pay us for those quotes. <laughs> Great podcast, guys. Yes. Thank you, everybody who has sent emails and tweets as usual. I've got one here from Timothy Mukibi. He said, just listen to the Makeda episode of the podcast. And boy, how beautiful is it reliving that important debut goal at Villa forever etched in our memories. And he adds, how obscure is Uganda for our listener location? It's a great, it's wonderful, it's isn't it? These listening in incredible. Uganda. Thank you very much for getting in touch. And Absolutely. yes, we do love reliving that moment with you too. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Right, I've got a tweet here from Finn who said, listen to the Main Light podcast with Phil Jones. What a lovely lad. We sometimes forget that behind the name is the human being. He came across really well and I genuinely hope he gets a fair chance. Uh, Finn, thank you so much for getting in touch with us and letting us know you enjoyed the podcast. If you are listening and you like it, then you can give us a review. You can leave us a comment. You can send us an email to unitedpodcast at mainlight.co.uk or you can tweet all of us or whatever we're online if you tweet David May he promises to retweet um, what you tweet him with a surprising emoji as the quote tweet option so good luck find out what he gives you uh, we'll see you on the next one thanks very much goodbye good luck with that